Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Thanks, worship team. Beautiful job this morning. This is Summer Durheim, Jonty's wife. Just give us a wave, Jonty, so we know who goes with who. Thank you. Summer's, uh, yeah, water would be great. Um, Summer's a bachelor in psychology who specialises in play therapy, so she's going to share in a minute to help me with my message. Um, uh, just before I start, uh, Graham Taylor, who's a counsellor and a chaplain in our church, has put out this book. I've read it already, and it was quite interesting, but it really helps on the foundational truths of Christianity. So very good for a young Christian, very good for someone who's hungry. I even learnt things, you know, going back over my own foundation dream. I thought, oh, I missed that one, and uh, took stuff in. So I, I, th- I think it really helps, and it's a great resource because it's so well-sectioned in the different aspects of Christianity that, you know, you can, if you've forgotten stuff like I do now that I'm getting older, you can, you can use it as a, as a reference. Um, but very, very good book. I'm really proud of him and Gloria for their, for their efforts there. Um, yeah, well done. So I'll only be one sec to in- intro the topic and then, and then Summer will share first and then I'll share. Um, theology of play, all the sanguines will think, woohoo, at last, a light message we don't have to worry about. And the rest of you think, why would you bother teaching on something so trivial? Well, let me just tell you, shock you. Uh, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. That's nice. But then he says this, and this will throw you. Unless you change and become like little children, you'll never even enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoa. Um, So in our psychology course we've been doing with Steel Fitchett that that Don is running, he he talks about the the importance of the inner child within us and your inner child connecting with God. And there's such keys there. So I kind of want to look look at this in a way, not a heavy way. It, It is relaxed and it is fun, but in a way that helps us all move towards Christ. Because I think this message, I waited two years to preach it, waiting for the right time. And Jonty was doing some physio on me, and I said, Jonty, I'm searching for a psychologist who knows about play before I can preach this message. I just need a bit of help. He goes, oh, my wife does that. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> so we finally, we finally got to preach it. But if I put those two scriptures together... The meaning I'd come up with would be this. Let the child in you come to God. So just share with us, Summer, on the, on the importance of play. Thank you. I just have the best job. I'm just saying I get to play with kids, and that's an absolute honour. So a lot of people ask me, what is play or what is play therapy? And the best way i found to explain this is that play allows us to access the inner world of a child without the need of words. And I think this is pretty powerful because as adults, when we have something we're grappling with or um, struggles we face, we often go and see a psychologist or a counsellor. However, when we look at kids, their brains haven't developed fully enough to articulate their inner thoughts and feelings. But we know kids are excellent players. Now, it is so important that a child plays because it's the key to their learning and development. When children play, we see that their brains are attuning, they're observing the world, they're learning from others, and they're learning from themselves. And we find that kids, when they play, are actually learning without learning. They're communicating, they're socially interacting, they're learning how to emotionally regulate, they're learning all these things, which is so powerful. And it even learns, like, they even learn 
how to talk and communicate, and language is so important as well. So play literally affects everything. It affects their social, emotional, and physical well-being. And now, there are various types of play, and more than you can think, and it ranges from peekaboo all the way to party banter. Like, it's a huge spectrum. Or it could be scuba diving and scrabble. Yes. And um, there is a type of play which I thought is pretty funny, but there's a type of play called unoccupied play, and that is daydreaming. Daydreaming is a type of play, and I think it's fantastic because sometimes parents are like, oh, my kid just sits there, but I'm like, yeah, but they're imagining and they're creating um, or creating problems in their head or critically thinking, and if they don't do that, they might not learn how to do that in the real world, so it's really, really, really important. And so when we find if kids don't physically play, um, we see that they don't always reach their developmental milestones. And we know how important that is. And same with social play. It's innate. It's in us. And we are social beings. We're made for connection. We're made to be in relationship and to be around people, which is why we took it so hard in lockdown. Because where is that connection? Where is that longing to be with other people? And lastly, I found this really powerful. Play is cathartic. I work with a lot of traumatized kids or kids who are functioning at a high state and when they come in for a session sometimes they find a stick, they find wool and they wrap the stick and it's cathartic, it's slow and sometimes they just need to regulate. It's 45 minutes where they feel safe and they go I don't have to be on high alert, I can just breathe, I can just function, I can just and that complete relief is just as powerful as having fun and running around on a soccer field. Now, with adults, as it is for children, play is a huge stress release and mood booster. And we find that when we get up and we move and we're interactive, chemicals in our brains are released, like serotonin, oxytocin, and those are those feel-good hormones that we love and we need. Um, And particularly in the last few months, as I mentioned, We've been at home, maybe a bit sedentary, or there's been a bit of family strain or loss of jobs, and these are actually the hormones we need. So the best thing we can be doing is being more playful, even though it feels like it's the last thing we should be doing. And lastly, I just want to end on a story because I think it was pretty fitting. Um, In lockdown last year, I had assessment tasks that I had to get done, and I needed a five-year-old because I had to record me being the therapist and they doing... And I couldn't find a five-year-old, so I had to rope in Jaunty. <laughs> and <laughs> it was brilliant. And the whole thing was recorded, and it's very funny. And we recently watched back and laughed. But it was so brilliant because he sat on the floor, and he acted like a five-year-old, and had no care in the world, and threw a tantrum. And then I'm just sitting there like, okay, <laughs> I've got to deal with this. And it was actually hilarious. And we look back, and we often laugh about it, and it just... I kind of want to challenge you, like find something that you love to play or you love to do or um, try new things and um, don't take yourself too seriously. We all need a, a bit of a laugh and a g- yes. giggle every once in a while. Yes. So let loose, find your type of play and keep playing. Thank you. She's so interesting to listen to and has told me some really good things. Um, I'll just take you on a little bit of a journey so you don't have to concentrate too hard. This is a... ah, But we'll just look at some different angles that I I think are really interesting. 
Um, it was interesting, uh, Ralph Goulet's daughter Katie and her husband came back from overseas. He plays professional rugby league over there and he hadn't been with some of his grandkids, so therefore he hadn't got to establish uh, bonds. I said, how did you do it? He said, I played with them and the bonds just happened and I thought, wow, it's important. And then I'm watching the TV in the night and the news is on and they interview Justin Langer on, because Australia's got a really bad track record at T20 World Cups. We've never won one. We've won everything else. And we won. We won the recent one. And they're going, what was the key to the change? And he said, learning again in that COVID bubble, bubble to play together and enjoy each other. I thought, whoa, these are, these are adult, intense men and it even, and it even helped them. Um, Still, Fitchett, you know, in, in the course we're doing, uh, you know, talks about the inner child, but it, 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 to understand the difference between your inner adult and your inner child, so this isn't 100% true, but it, but it helped me. The, the inner adult in you is kind of the thinker, and, and it works through things, and it's in charge of the child, and that's good, but it really needs to, to acknowledge the child because the inner child isn't so much in the brain, it's in your heart. And I think it's very much what God's talking about that he, that he wants you to come to him like a child from your heart, without all the behaviour, without all the regulations. Um, and there's something so beautiful in that. Um, it, it helps balance your life. Even, Ros has a clinical supervisor. supervisor, and she's a highly qualified psychologist, so they meet every now and again, and they're doing it more now with senior pastors in ACC to kind of keep them healthy, and they've got someone to refer to. And She taught us a really interesting thing. She taught Ros, and Ros taught me. Um, she said, you like got a board on the inside of you when you're making decisions, you know, and all those bits of wisdom you've got and all the experience you've had and they're all having the input into what you arrive at with your decision. But she said, Ros, you need to learn that there is a different person on your board and it's your inner child. And they don't say much, but every now and again, they'll put their hand up and they just want to be heard and you've got to learn to stop and acknowledge that that small part of you that doesn't always make sense, but it's something from your heart that's that's trying to have a say, and, and we need to learn to listen to that. And it has helped us so much. Um, only God can fulfil the deepest needs of your inner child. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes with that. I'll, I love, I'll share about your picture next week. I think that that is a brilliant exercise. Um, uh, okay. Play elevates and liberates our souls and can restore our childlike relationship to God. One of the great scriptural examples of the adult versus the child in us in a way. Remember when David, when the ark finally came back and David danced in his underwear. He was just like a kid, forgot probably that he didn't have his tunic on, but he had underwear on, thank God. But his wife mocked him. Remember my, is it Michaela or my, my not Micah, Michael mocked him and God got really hassled with that that she cut him off from that and I think she might have become barren or something after that but his response to her was like the adult trying to shut the child down when the child was doing something important to them because she, she goes you, you made a fool of yourself and he goes I'll become even more foolish than this when I'm before God I thought what a great answer so don't don't let People shut that, that beautiful side of you down. You know, find a place where you can do that. Um, even in Songs of Solomon 8.14, it says, We will dance in the high places of heaven 
on the mountains of fragrant spice. It's like a reference to heaven. And Brian Simmons, who, who wrote the Passion Translation, says this. In heaven, the fears that once held you captive are obliterated. In heaven, you will dance in freedom and joy. In other words, you won't be worried about what people think. Do you remember being 18 and at parties and you'd ask someone to dance? And I'm thinking, but I don't know how to dance. And you didn't. <laughs> um, so embarrassing, but in heaven, it's not like that. He says, you can dance with God. And he said this, and I just went, whoa, I've got some work to do. What will be your response when Jesus extends his hand and says, may I have this dance? Whoa. Whoa. You can only do that out of the child in you. Second point, there's only three. Play connects people. I just wrote this list so some of them have components of play. They're not 100% play, but recreation, sport, travel, picnic, celebrating, games, funny stories, exploring nature, singing, <coughs> paddle pop stick races in the drain when it's raining, cold surf and hot chips, state of origin, the arts. They've all got a component of play and they're really healthy for our souls. Um, Plato said this, you can find out more about a person in an hour of play than in a year of conversation. Because there's a freedom in it. And if they're safe with you, they can start to bring out who they really are. Mm. Um, Mark 10, 13, 16, just another scripture. I, I won't read it out for the sake of time, but it just says that thing about let them come. But if you don't come like a child, you're not going to enter. So... Play must be really important to God. Let me, I have this scripture at the end, but I'll, I'll read it now because it's so important. I don't want to forget it. It's out of Zechariah 8. You would have heard me preach on this before in a different context. But this is Zechariah 8. So this is Old Testament. You know, a bit, God's pretty tough at times in the Old Testament. And it says this in Zechariah 8 verse 4. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Once again, men and women of ripe old age will sit in the streets of Jerusalem each of them with cane in hand because of their age. Now listen to this. The city streets will be filled with the sound of boys and girls playing there. This is what the Lord Almighty says. It may seem marvellous to the remnant of this people at that time, but it will seem marvellous to me. He loves the sound of children playing. Next week I'll share a little bit of the story of the selfish giant written by Oscar Wilde, who was a Christian. And it's a stunning example of someone who rejects the sound of children playing and how it destroys their life until they come back to enjoying that, that sound again. I love the sound of children playing as a former primary school teacher. I just love that sound. It does something for me. Um, play shadows, sorry, foreshadows the enjoyment of heaven. Don't trust the part of you that doesn't enjoy play or have time for it. You can find your own ways to do it. But over-responsible people have to be careful here. Because they're over-responsible, they're usually high achievers and they get good uh, encouragement and acknowledge and credibility from all their achievements. But the inner child often hasn't come to light as much as it should. And the thing, uh, we learned this in our course too with, with codependency. So we all start off codependent as babies because we're totally dependent on our mother. And we gradually grow out of that, but all of us have little... <laughs> Bits of where we depend on people too much, even though we really need people, and especially in marriages, there can be aspects of codependency. And one aspect is the victimy person that always wants to be cared for. Um, 
But what we miss and don't realise that often in marriages the other person then plays the role of giving too much care, but that makes them feel important. And so there's, there's too much dependency on each other that way. And so giving too much care is that over-responsible thing and that, that can really squash the inner, the inner child in you. So you'd have to be careful of that. Um, play is the number one thing that promotes joy and is a fruit of the spirit. Um, I wrote this. This will freak some of you out. Try dancing a spontaneous dance to God. Not in church this morning. <laughs> Just at home when the door's shut. Close the blinds. No one has to see. Read a bit of a psalm, maybe a bit you really like, and then just do some movement to God. I did it once at the challenge of a dance teacher and ended up bawling my eyes out, but I still don't know what that was. I haven't figured it out yet. But it was a heck of an experience. Um, um, Leon Patillo, he used to be in the band Santana that was you know, world-renowned band and became a Christian. And he wrote the great song. Some of you will remember it. Dance, children, dance, children, dance unto me. It was just a great song that captured the, the spirit of, of, of what I'm saying. But here's, here's a classic example. At the Haynes Trivia Night, where we raise lots of money for the Haynes Orphanage in India, um, it's a trivia night, and they do games. One of the best uh, atmosphere nights you could ever go to, because it's adults kind of playing together and having fun together. Just an amazing atmosphere. But I once, many decades ago... When we were young, married, went on a houseboat trip with Bruce and Katie Robbo sharing a houseboat. The spaces were just a bit <laughs> too small, and we had a game of Scrabble. After the game of Scrabble, Bruce and Kate wouldn't talk to uh, Bruce and Roz would not talk to each other for three days because the Scrabble game <laughs> became so intense. He's like, throw out the dictionary, I'll make up my own words, and Roz is like. If it doesn't line up with the dictionary, buddy, you're not having it. And it was on. <laughs> Kate and I tried to be peacemakers, but it didn't work. Anyway, sometimes games can lead to that. <laughs> Your backyard's a great play area. Imagination, a little boredom, and you some creativity in your way. Um, John and Minnie Newsom taught me the value of star pickets, wooden pallets, and thin wire. You can make just about anything out of them. And you remember making cubby houses as a kid? You just needed a blanket and a couple of chairs and you're away. And the freedom of that and hiding in there away from the adult world, how cool was that? Well, I'm still doing it for chooks now. <laughs> now, they're, they're not very waterproof, <laughs> not that good. But I just love the creativity of building it myself. Not paying a builder that would make it look good. It looks really bad, but guess what? I made it. And sometimes when it's pouring, even the chooks still won't go in the, in the shelter <laughs> as it moves around in the wind. <laughs> um, God puts play in kids. They, they don't have to learn it. It's just there. It helps us learn about people and life. The Sabbath helps you make room for rest and play. Galatians 4 says we are children of the free woman, not the slave woman. So we've got to bring ourselves back to that free spirit. Playful parents have great relationships with their kids and each other. We've found, both being sort of primary school teachers, there's an immaturity in us <laughs> that's sometimes really bad. But we're really good at being kids together and being stupid and having silly times. Not the whole time, but just 
moments in each day where we can make each other laugh. And gee, it's a strength in our marriage. Um, uh, Some even said to this, we had a really good talk about dealing with kids in trauma. And she said, sand pits and plasticine are just crucial ways of playing when when kids need space because they're safe and they can create. And you'll often learn about what, what they've created out of that. They're in charge. Um, role play and dress up, she said, also is really good for teaching kids empathy. Um, happily ever after, nearly finished, is built into the human psyche. It's put there by God. It's our desire for heaven. Even the United Nations, Article 31 says, all children have the right to play, including your inner child. Um, I'll just finish on this. This is completely unrelated and it's stupid but we are talking about play. I thought this was funny. In 1977, I was a non-Christian travelling around Europe in a combi. I was in France about to kind of head home, catch the ferry with a combi across the English Channel. There was a sign in English because everything else was in French and it said this, beware, alcohol kills slowly. And written underneath it, and it had to be an Australian that would have written this, was... um, We're not in a hurry. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that helps you today. Thank you, Brookie. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.